Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Oh, and you've got a new microphone or something. That sounds great. That's awesome. That's like- yeah, I tell you what, man, it's been uh, it's a big week in our house, you know, as, a, uh, <laughs> as we are entering, I don't even know, month, what, 10 and a half, month 11 of the pandemic, Bone? It finally decided 11 months in to get some sort of digital microphone, and that way I'm not just using my computer's microphone. So, yes, testing out a new microphone today. I can't hear myself in my headset, so you have to tell me, I, we haven't, I haven't troubleshooted it that much. Uh, so you have to tell me if I'm too hot or too low or something like that. But yeah, yeah it was a big day. I mean, you know, Amazon is uh, quite the product. I bought this <laughs> on Tuesday and it showed to my house, showed up to my house on Tuesday night. So well, there you, you, go. you ordered your microphone and then Jeff Bezos stepped down. So, I mean, I guess that's uh, right. That's, You're welcome, world. <laughs> it was all you. Uh, we got plenty to talk about today. Tons of Premier League information for you. Of course, uh, Liverpool. Not looking great right now, and they've got a big test coming up this weekend, so we'll talk about that. Uh, everybody is mad in Barcelona at Lionel Messi, apparently for ruining that club. But we're going to start off talking very quickly. He was the one who it, ruined it's it. It's all his fault. It's all his fault. Like, And also, who would even want him? He's just such a terrible player. Never mind that he's like arguably the best player ever, but whatever. We'll get into all that. But first, we'll talk briefly Last week, we had mentioned the Major League Soccer negotiations, the players and the owners. They are currently at an impasse, and this could put the season in jeopardy. So last week, we said, well, there's a deadline, and we'll talk about it after the deadline to see how this all shakes out. Then the deadline came and went, and both sides are still mad at each other. And now there's a new deadline, which is Friday the 5th, which is we're recording this on the 4th. So tomorrow for us, but whenever you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, that soccer is, podcasting day for us. It's Thursday, so there that's you right. Go. A little Thursday. inside radio, uh-huh. right there. Inside right. podcasting, inside behind the scenes, behind the faders, behind the microphone. Yes, it's all there. So the latest CBA negotiations basically are this: Major League Soccer last year around this time, and the players agreed to a collective bargaining agreement. That was good, and that was all done except it never got ratified by the Players Association and the owners. But they agreed in principle to the terms and said, this looks great, we'll take it back to our members, and we'll get it all signed, sealed, delivered. Basically, you know, if you're buying a house, it's like you put a price out there, the other party said, yes, that's a good price, and you just haven't finalized the paperwork, but you're you're in contract, more or less. You know what I mean? That's where this was. Then the pandemic hit. Then the owners said to the players, hey, you know, we didn't know this whole season was going to get shut down, or at least half of it can we open the hood on this and change some of the terms of the agreement so in june they had those negotiations and the players gave up over like a hundred million dollars worth of revenue uh over the course of a deal you know it's not just you know one player giving all that up but still it's it's significant uh then season happened they got it all in the players played during a pandemic and at the end of the day 
the owners came back and said, we want more off of the deal that we negotiated back in June and also back in February. So can we do that again? And if you don't do it, we will open up this force majeure clause that basically forces you to do it and forces you to negotiate. Uh, and the players said, no, we, we've given up a lot. Like, we're not giving up anymore. And we already agreed to a deal like a year ago. So that's where we are now. That's why we're in this situation. If you're saying, didn't we do this last year? Yes, the answer is this did happen and was negotiated. And the owners now are trying to get as much as they can out of the players. So that is that is why we are currently in this situation, Beamer. And it's kind of frustrating when you're trying to get excited for the season, crew are defending champs, and we want to get back to a season, but now you've got this stupid thing hanging over our heads. Yeah, it sucks, right? I mean, there's no really way to sugarcoat this. I mean, you at the end of the day, I'm always the kind of the person I saw the Nordeck as well, Bone. We tweeted that out from our Twitter account at Bonebeam United, uh, you know, standing with the players. And I'm always going to side with the players when it comes to this. I mean, if you want to get into, you know, owning a sports franchise, then that's great. And you probably have the money to do that. Like, I don't feel sorry at all uh, for owners who are hemorrhaging money out of this. I mean, you look at what's going on. It's like, yeah, it's hard for me to feel sorry, uh, you know, for, for them losing you know a few extra shekels or you know going out to one less steak dinner you know a week or maybe one less chartered chartered yacht trip or private jet trip uh you know every month or what i don't i don't even know i'm not a billionaire i have no clue i'm never going to be a billionaire but uh yeah it's just i don't know man it, it, it really does suck because you know you're starting to get excited about soccer and i know the growth in this town especially in columbus there's a lot of people who got excited about the crew winning mls cup and now everything that's going on with the cba agreement all this stuff you know it's a pretty nasty little battle that we've got going in here and it looks like the players are ready to dig in it looks like the owners are ready to dig in i think for me it just sucks too because like this is really the first year you know where i i really got into mls and like i'm watching crew games every week now i still haven't you know ventured out much and you know seeking out like a wednesday night game or something like that when the crew aren't involved but i think that was going to be a natural process for a lot of people like get excited about your hometown team that you got here you're opening up a new stadium and now all of a sudden you're getting a hammer dropped in your head saying that you you might not have a season or it's going to be extremely delayed. It's just, it's, it's a crappy situation overall. And, you know, for the fringe fan like me, uh, it's just, you know, it's going to be hard to pull more people in. Now I feel like you were at a crux of really getting people interested, especially with the MLS's back tournament. And like I said, especially here in Columbus with you being the city of champions and you hoisting that cup at the end of the year, now you're going to have to do a U-turn and, you know, really get fan engagement back because it's a sport where you have to be playing. You have to get eyeballs on you and it's still not here. It's probably not to the MLS's liking, but at the same time, man, you got to play games and someone's got to swallow their pride. I hope it's not the players, uh, but yeah, it's going to result in quite the bumpy situation tomorrow. Yeah, I, I am uh, hopeful that they will find a resolution. And just to, to give a little bit more of what is actually going on, Jeff Carlisle from ESPN.com put together kind of a timeline of what's been happening here. So last week, the players submitted an offer to MLS, and here's what they said they would do. The union agreed to extend the collective bargaining agreement by one year through 2026. There's an important reason why that is there, and I'll tell you about it in a second. But they also agreed to take the revenue-sharing plan for the next media rights deal, which currently the players were going to get 25% revenue-sharing from the next media deal, whatever it is. Well, they said now they will cut that in half to 12.5%. Yeah. Isn't so they, the NBA like 51-49 yes, revenue split yes, with their like, players? Yes, the, the revenue splits in most other sports are ridiculously 
you know, closer to half and half compared to this. Like the players went from I'll take a quarter of the revenue to I'll take an eighth of the revenue. That's mm-hmm. a huge chunk of change. That's where part of this hundreds of millions of dollars of concessions comes in. This is on top of what they already conceded last summer. And here's the here's what they asked for, because you don't do that unless you're getting something in return. The Players Association wants MLS to lower the free agency threshold. Currently, you have to be 24 years of age and have five years of service. Okay, so if you start in the league at 18, by the time you're 24, if you play all your years in MLS, actually technically 19, you could, you know, you could be a free agent. And then there's no like re-entry draft. There's just you're a free agent. You can go sign where you want. Like Bradley Ray Phillips just signed with Mm -hmm. the crew. Right. That's that's a guy who meets all the qualifications. He's obviously much older than that. So they want to lower that down to. 23 years of age with four years of service. So it's better for the players, more of the sure. young players who are going to play most of their career in MLS or all of it. They'll, you know, like Will Trap. This would have been a perfect thing for Will Trap. He could have been free agent a year earlier, right? So that's a big deal. And that's what the players have said. If you do that, we will cut the revenue in half. You can give us less money in that way. And then the owners responded with, fix this or we're locking you out. That was their, like, that's how they came back to what the players have offered. So... Seems like a total total panic button to me, well, is it not? Yeah, I mean, the owners look terrible in this. MLS is not the type of league you can sustain not playing for this long. Like you pointed out, I mean, you've got a lot of people who are excited about the crew right now in Columbus, and that's that's going to continue. There's a new stadium. There's all this positive momentum, but they're not the only place where momentum's sure. good, right? I assume in Nashville, there's positive momentum. Miami, like, or Inter, whatever we're supposed to call that stupid city, like <laughs> Cincinnati, even though, I mean, we don't yeah. like them. I mean, yeah, well, yeah of course, I mean, they got momentum. Well, you know what? That's a perfect example of a city where they have not lived up to expectations in that city. They have been poor as far as team play. And then if they had a year where they lock out everyone and they don't play at all, don't you think that's going to kill the momentum in a city like Cincinnati where yeah. they got excited about it? And I mm-hmm. mean, and I look, I can't stand this team, but same thing in Austin, right? You got all these people excited about their first pro sports team in that city, right. all that stuff. And then this and then you get the welcome to MLS wagon. Here you go. <laughs> We're going to screw around with everything because Don Garber's an idiot. I mean, I just. I tell you what, man, the cheap bastards who run some of these teams just need to get out of MLS because for every Arthur Blank and for every and I don't know, maybe Jimmy Haslam is like leading the charge on this. But I presume the NFL guys are not the ones leading the charge on this. Right. I tend to, I tend to think it's the guys, you know, whose dad might have made a lot of money and then they just happen to like get a sports team and they have to ask his permission for everything like Merritt Paulson uh, out in uh, in in Portland and like Anthony Precourt now in Austin. I think it's those guys, honestly, who are the ones who are hesitant to do this stuff because they view the bottom line as being a much bigger thing for them. Arthur Blank isn't worried about the bottom line. He's asking how many chartered flights he can have. He wants more of them, not less. So I, I'd like to believe the crew ownership is on the right side of that. I don't know, but either way, it sucks. And uh, hopefully... Cooler heads will prevail and get this sorted out. They're not going to start the season until April. They've already announced that's been. Was it April third, fourth? I think is opening weekend, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's not like they can't. You know, if it takes them a couple more weeks to figure this out, we should still be good to be on track to start the season on time. And 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 by the way, the owners, you're going. Things are getting better. P 
people are getting vaccines shot in their arms left and right. Like you're going my wife's to- getting the vaccine today. Awesome. There you go. It's fantastic. I like I know probably about a dozen people that I can think of off the top of my head who have had it. Now, some of them are like in their 80s. But there's also like like you said, people like your wife, people who are, you know, nurses or teachers. Uh, so that's that's great. I, we're getting there is the point. So two months from now, who knows? You might be able to have half capacity at your stadiums. You might even be able to, by the end of the year, have full capacity or 75% capacity. Wouldn't wouldn't that be nice? And by the way, that's what a lot of stadiums at MLS are at anyway. So <laughs> if you can right. have 75%, that's about <laughs> what you sell anyway in some of these places. So I'm just saying, I, I hope they can get this figured out because it's, it's stupid if they let this linger. So get it together, MLS, but we do stand with the players here. That's, that's for sure. Um, let's talk about a slightly different financial issue. Um, What's going on with Lionel Messi and yeah, just a scotch of a different financial issue. So Barcelona has had some problems. Uh, clearly, they are, you know, not playing up to the level that they would like to be. There have been some financial concerns there as well. Um, so probably not the best time in the world for news to leak that <laughs> Barcelona <laughs> right. paid Lionel yes. Messi six hundred and seventy two million dollars mm. over the last four years. Uh, that contract is the highest ever in sports history the biggest contract in sports history came with Messi's deal which is uh almost up it'll be done in November of 2021 or actually I'm sorry June of this year is when it'll run yeah it's a soccer contract that's when they usually end so he's making 167 million dollars a year you (laughs) we have NFL deal like quarterbacks in the NFL sign contracts that are less than that over the term of the deal not right. per year, like guys making $40 million. Oh, we were losing our minds about Pat Mahomes signing a 10-year, $500 million contract. $50 million a year, right. He's yeah, playing which is years. a great life. We're talking about Messi making threefold that in a year. <laughs> He's making more out of his contract in four years than Pat Mahomes is making in 10. 10 years. That's it's mind-boggling. So uh, this is, this. I, I was going to say this is getting messy. I decided to bail on that because that's just a terrible pun that's not really what I was trying to say but this is bad for Barcelona because now you have this real weird situation where the fans are pissed at them for spending money on the best player on the face of planet earth what a weird situation this is it is man it's uh it's gross really I mean when you think about it but at the end of the day you look at Lionel Messi and how much revenue that he drives to his club and it's really not surprising I mean Barcelona one of the you know one of the richest clubs in the world so be it but at the same time you kind of look at their finances and you know I was reading through the article that came out and they, what do they say like 80 percent of the club's debt I think that they've incurred has come for player wages like I don't know the percentage of that percent which has gone to Lionel Messi's I can imagine that it's a good chunk of change bone going towards that but yeah it's just such a weird situation right I mean you look at how much money he's being paid and probably at the end of the day like he's worth it right I mean you look at what he's done for the club and the amount of trophies that he brought and the amount of revenue that he's brought uh, up there to Barcelona but man I mean you're paying this dude a ton of money you got the fans who are up in arms about you're spending that much but at the same time you're winning Champions Leagues left and right you're winning La Liga left and right and now all this has come to light in a bad situation I mean he tried to force his way out this past summer and so now you're looking at that saying, all right, well, we're paying all this guy. He doesn't want to be here. Is he still performing at the level? Obviously not. When you look at Barcelona's kind of problems they've had in La Liga and everything else that they're going through. But 
man, I tell you what, it's just never in my mind would I have thought that he's making that much money on his contract alone. Right. This is not taking into account any endorsements, which, of course, he has hundreds of millions of dollars of endorsements that he takes in. Uh, or has, I'm sure, over the last four years taken it. I don't know if it's per year, but it's certainly... I mean, he's, he's probably made bone over a billion dollars. Over a billion oh, yeah, no, dollars he has. in the last four years. He like, has. No doubt in my mind. He's, he's one of, I think, five people in the sports world who have ever attained over a billion dollars in revenue. Cristiano Ronaldo is another one. Uh, LeBron is either on his way or just did, I think. So, yeah, that's... that's. I think that, Tiger got there as Tiger's well. Tiger's been there, yep. And Jordan is there. Um, but I think, like, yeah, Messi's one of the few guys who has done it while still playing. Um, one of the few people also to ever do it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it. look, the the reality for Barcelona is they've got problems on the field, which certainly are leading to problems off the field. The fact that Messi has said he doesn't want to be there after this year has led to concern, you know, certainly from the fan base. And and their front their front office, their, you know, all of all of the people who are in charge of running that club – They've been in disarray pretty much the last, what, 18 months at least, if not more. And then you, you couple all of that with the fact that Luis Suarez, right? He He's getting up there in age. Maybe he's not the guy anymore. They kind of forced him out. And then what has he done? He signed with Atletico Madrid. And how's his season been going? Oh, they're, uh, that his team is 10 points clear of the second place team with a game in hand. And he's the top scorer in La Liga. Mm -hmm. Is that is that like that's a problem if you're Barcelona and you kind of shove him out the door and then people say, well, why yeah, are you doing we this? We don't need you anymore. We paid a boatload of money for Antoine Griezmann. Here you go. <laughs> right. And then. Oh, he, OK. Now you've been doing over in Barcelona, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, as far as that that situation gets messy, messy. I keep saying messy, but not the league. It is a messy part. situation. It, it's a gross Let's situation. Let's just bury the right. hatchet on that. It's a gross situation. But. What I'm saying is Lionel Messi now didn't like that. He was, in, I guess, not totally in favor of that. So there are a lot of problems going on with Barcelona right now. And it's shocking to me to see a team that is that, you know, that much pedigree and that good be in that much disarray. But just to give you an idea of how serious this is for Barcelona, they're threatening to sue the newspaper that published this. They, they're threatening to sue them because... The fans are so mad, and Barcelona is one of those teams that is owned by the fans, right? More so like than almost any other team in the world. They have a very deep loyalty from the fan base. There's a like a, a, a cultural identity surrounding that part of Spain. Like it is a big deal to be of the people. And then you go out and I everyone there I think knows it costs a lot of money to have Lionel Messi be on your team, but Sure. That amount of money is getting now to a point where fans are saying, this is ridiculous. Like the people who are the most passionate supporters of the team, people who live in that city are saying. Well, and they're also passionate about the region that they're in, too. I mean, remember a couple of years ago, there was like a revolution in yes. Catalonia uh, about trying to like break away from Spain. And so, you know, it's such a different region. It's something that we can't really conceptualize here, Bone. I, I The only... I mean, I, you know, I guess we can because, I mean, the whole Save the Crew movement, right? I mean, you're obviously yeah, passionate yeah. about your team and passionate about your city. Uh, but when you see, you know, kind of the the turmoil that you in, when you become used to winning at such a high level and then it turns sour, sour on you, let alone, I mean, it's not only a dagger in the heart enough to where 
Lionel Messi is going to leave at the end of his contract, and we expect that to happen. We thought it was going to happen last year, but at the end of the day, too, you're now hemorrhaging points off the top of the table. It doesn't look like you're competing for La Liga this year and any sort of trophy, and so now you're left with just this puddle of mess, and it's just, man, like it really is such a wild, wild scenario from where they were at just a couple of years ago. Yeah, it really is, and you can understand why they would do that deal four years ago. Um, you can also understand now why maybe they don't want it out there because it's not like I think almost anywhere in the U.S. If you found out that, you know, like if the Lakers, uh, we know how much LeBron makes. Right. But if that number wasn't publicized and then suddenly LeBron's deal came out, they're like, here's how much LeBron James makes. You know, I think most Lakers fans would be yeah, like and the Lakers are going bankrupt. Like, right. Well, yeah. If the Lakers are going bankrupt, that's the other thing. Like, it's the fact that. That that situation being as bad as it is, and it's a it's tough to imagine that a club this big can have that much financial difficulty. It might be, and I don't know that we'll ever get there. It might be that it's time in soccer to have a reckoning on how much players are paid, because you can't go out and spend two hundred million dollars in transfer fees every Tim summer. Tim Bezbachenko is going to be the GM of Manchester <laughs> United in no time, then, and with Tam and Gam, let's bring that to the Premier League bone. Let's do it. Right. I wonder, like, I, like that may be the case where they have to look at MLS at some point. They go, hey, hang on. You you put on an entertaining product on the field and all of your guys, like all of the salaries combined are like less than 20 million dollars. Please <laughs> right, show us yeah. your ways. You I just don't know. I, I know people are ridiculously wealthy who own these teams and I know there's billions of dollars in these in this sport. But I, I don't know that you can go out every team like the top 30 teams are out there spending 100 million dollars in transfer fees every summer. And then maybe another, you know, 20 or 30 million in the midseason. And then you've got to pay all those contracts, too. And then half the time those guys don't work out and you have to pay them out anyway and then move on. It th There's got to be something that maybe needs to change there. But, uh, yeah, the other last thing I'll say on this. Did you know about the how many people have a copy of the contract? Uh, it's like four, isn't yeah. it? It's messy. It's his uh, manager. It's someone Marcel at the it's yeah. yeah, it's someone at the club, and I'm trying to think of who the fourth person is, but I think it's the league. I think it's a lot. Oh yeah, the league. Either right. that, that, either that or yeah. like maybe the Argentina Football Federation. So it's something right. like it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like federations in soccer that has it's literally four people have the contract. Right. So, so, so there's that's a mole why, somewhere. Well, and that's why I think the team came out very strongly because I, if I had to put my dollars to it, I almost bet Barcelona is trying to force this deal to be kind of done. I almost wonder if if maybe putting this out there was to try to make Messi the scapegoat and not the club to say, look, we just did what was best for the club, but this is how much it took to have this guy. You love him. We love him, too. But this is why we're going bankrupt. Now, Barcelona is obviously denying they did that and they're threatening to sue everyone. Like, I think you protest. It's You know, it's. The person who notices the fart probably is the one who who did it, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. that. It's like you're the one calling it out. It's like, well, you noticed that fairly quickly. So I, I don't know. I, Brett Favre would be pissed <laughs> if he was aware of this situation. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. This is, yeah, this is this is very interesting. So we will keep an eye on it. But, yeah, it's, it's a very different world there. Like just even the idea that people don't know how much most of your favorite soccer players make. 
Like, isn't that weird how we know their transfer fees? Like, what's Cristiano Ronaldo making? Like, now I want to know that. Yeah, like, I do Neymar? too. Neymar just inked an extension with PSG. Like, what's what's he bringing in? Right, of course. And I'm sure it's somewhere in the, like, $100 million a year range for Neymar, yeah. right? Maybe not $160 million a year, but he's probably making something ridiculous like that. It's crazy that we don't know that stuff, but we definitely know it in the NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, like, NBA. We're used to all that, so... The fact that it's not done in soccer for the most part is weird, but uh, that's where we are. So <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that situation for sure. Take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Premier League because it is not going well for Liverpool right now. We'll discuss it next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. So we have got some problems for Liverpool right now. Two you hate to see it. You do. <laughs> I know you hate to see it, Mr. Mm. Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. Two straight home losses. Uh, the These were to, uh, you know, the powers of Burnley and Brighton. Those are not necessarily mm. the two you uh, typically expect to see Liverpool losing to. But that that ended uh, the, the first loss, a 68 68- a 68 game home unbeaten streak in the premier amazing league, which is just a ridiculous run they've been on obviously we know how good they've been over the last few years uh but how shocked are you to see them playing this poorly i know they have had some injuries but they still have plenty of big names out there on the field and they have not been able to get it done the last few weeks yeah it was pretty wild i mean i watched this entire game yesterday and it all started with Virgil, right? I mean, he is the best defender in the world when he's on the field bone and he controls so much of that game and you're allowing, you know, Jordan Henderson to do his thing in the midfield. And as we know, I mean, their top three, is some of the best in the world with Bobby Firmino uh, kind of in that false nine and you get Mo and Sadio Mane both on the wings are just superstars. And it all kind of collapsed when Virgil went down and they've been missing him. There's no doubt about that. You've had a couple of injuries. I know Sadio Mane missed last night's game, but there was no excuse for them. I mean, it was just a it was shell shocking almost because they've been so good for so long now. And under Jurgen Klopp's tutelage, I mean, you know, the guy's been such a new lifeblood for them to see them go down like that. I mean, now you start thinking about, all right, you know, you, you went damn near the entire season last year without being beat, you know, you didn't drop nearly any points. And now all of a sudden you're faced with, you know, two straight home losses at Anfield. Would it be different if they're fans of the stands? Yeah, probably. But at the same time, man, like it's just, it shows you, you know, when you're building a team, what an injury can do for you and how it can hurt your team. And it just shows again, I mean, James Bilner, like God bless him. You know, he's been around the park for so long. Uh, it's just, he's not Virgil van Dyke. You can't do it. And you switch off for one second. You're in the premier league team. Teams are going to make you pay. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. And over the course of the last couple of months now, I'm ex- or the course of the last couple of weeks. Now I am interested to see, kind of their mental resolve this is uncharted territory for them this is waters they haven't been in a long time especially under Klopp so how is he able to get that dressing room back in in form I think will be the big question especially as we come into February and now you got Champions League to worry about as well so I mean they're going to have a lot of fixtures here coming hot and fast so a lot to get ready for if you're a Liverpool right now but right now uh, not the best situation that they're in no not at all and this is a big weekend in the Premier League, obviously, because you've got that matchup between Liverpool and Manchester City. City on 47 points and a game in hand over United, Leicester, yep. and Liverpool. 
Uh, Man United is at 44 points, Leicester 42, Liverpool at 40. So if uh, City puts three on Liverpool, I mean, that's that's 10 points out of the, the title race. I mean, it's not it's not an undoable thing to come back from that, but that's pretty that's pretty dire straits for at least for Liverpool trying to win the league. Doesn't mean, you know, they're still they're still firmly in Champions League right now. West Ham is, you know, nipping at their heels. So is Everton. But they're still going to be a team, I think, that finishes top four. That's just if you lose this game to City, it's it's all it's all over as far as trying to win the league. I feel like. I don't know how you make up 10 points on on anybody of the caliber that City is, what Manchester United is playing like right now. I just don't see how that's happening. So No, I, I don't either, and that's going to be the big thing, right? I mean, Jurgen Klopp, we know, is uh, such a great manager and such a game, uh, you know, the X's and O's that, that go into his game plans. Bone as I, uh, you know, choke down my the last bits of my coffee for this morning. I'm sorry about that, but uh, hey, man, I got a burp if you have to. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's so wild, right? I mean, this game is big, and the game's big also for everybody who's chasing City. I mean, if City beat Liverpool now, you're talking about a substantial lead that you're going to have over the next chasers. And we know Pep and his tutelage, man, he's so good when they get a lead, and they're just going to be so tough to track down if they have any bit of separation room. So it's really a big game, not only for Liverpool, it's a big game for City, it's a big game for everybody who's in the chase group but yeah i think top four for sure for liverpool they just got too much you know too much quality on the field uh but surely a bumpy situation and a big time matchup coming up this weekend so where are you at with your rooting interest because while we talk about that as i said manchester united is only three points out of the lead right now if liverpool were to knock off city which doesn't seem likely but it you know they're they're obviously a great team anything can happen if they were to shut them down and then uh, Manchester United gets it done against Everton, suddenly you're back tied for the lead. And uh, I mean, are you going to find yourself rooting for Liverpool? Absolutely. I mean, 100%. You have to, right? I mean, you know, Manchester United, it's not about coming in second. I mean, you want to hoist the well, Premier I, League trophy. It, it, so kind, whatever, of, it yeah. kind of is for them over the last five years. Well, that's true. Could, not even just, second, but I mean, we're talking like, about top four. You, you I mean, don't want to get greedy. I'm saying you would take second over the last few years, to be fair. But yes, I know what you mean. You want to win. So you got a chance here. You got you to gotta do it. But uh, speaking of your boys, mm-hmm. uh, I have a, a colleague of mine who shall remain nameless, who is a, uh, a gambler, right. who messaged me the other day and was like, yeah, um, I'm taking the under in this Manchester United game. Well... that's all you can say well there was three and then he said and there's been a red card in the second minute how do you think this is going to go for me i was hammer the over i hammer the over no he'd already (laughs) taken it he's like what do i do i got a red card in the second minute i'm like well you just got to hang on and as i'm texting him like a goal goes in i'm like okay well they only get if they only get one maybe you know and then the second one goes in and i was like well you know if they could not score before halftime keep it two nil maybe they just decide to put in some of the younger guys and just you know kick the ball around for 40 nope <laughs> nope tied the record with nine goals in that uh big victory for them so yeah they're they're flying right now feeling good obviously look going a man down is not going to help anybody right but I mean, it shouldn't be to the point that you give up nine goals. That does speak to the quality Manchester United's playing with right now. 
Yeah, it was just, uh, it was crazy, man. Anytime you go a, a man down, of course, we know that, I mean, for sure, it's going to be tough for you, especially a team like that who is coming off a diff- disappointing performance against Arsenal. Nil-nil, uh, nil-nil game in that one. So it was the most, uh, it was the highly, the most highly watched Premier League game in like five years uh, on NBC Sports Network. So you got a real dandy in that one. Uh, it was pretty boring. There's no doubt about that. Nil-nil. Uh, but yeah, man, they're, they're grooving. They're grooving at the minute, but we'll see uh, what happens happens you know on the upcoming upcoming weekend and weeks and whatever because i mean it's just as the tide goes bone it's high one minute it's low the next and so it's just uh it's a wild ride man it's a uh just a unprecedented season for them but yeah to score nine goals in a premier league game i mean it was uh pretty crazy and then you get the red card too what was it the 88th oh, minute yes. or something like that then united ported three more it was six nil and you're like <laughs> all right that's pretty big bludgeoning and then like in the last five minutes of the game goal 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 okay perfect yeah. we'll make six nil and the nine nil and then we'll be uh good to go but that's a quite the way to make up a goal differential is it not uh yeah i would say so that'll that'll definitely help them in that cause if they do end up in a it, what, what's a tight battle right now right Right. I mean, you've got every chance that this could come down to goal differential theoretically. So, yeah, that's that's always good to have those in your back pocket. Uh, by the way, if you want to watch the Liverpool Manchester City game, that is going to be a Sunday at 1130 a.m. Eastern time start on NBCSN. Meanwhile, the game for your guys, Manchester United Everton, is I have 3 p.m. Sunday. That feels wrong. Isn't it Saturday? It's either 3 p.m. Saturday or Sunday. I don't know. Well, it's 3 p.m. on one of those days. How about let's say Saturday? Because I think that sounds right. I don't think it's a Sunday game, but either way, two. It is Saturday. It's so Saturday. Yeah, right. 3 p.m. on Saturday. And then, of course, like I said, City and Liverpool on Sunday at 1130. So a couple of really big matchups there. Uh, one other quick thing before we get out of here. So we talked a little bit about Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. Now that uh, Tukes has come in to help out and uh, help out, he's the new head coach. Um, this is something he's that helping out. B- bodes well for Christian Pulisic, given their history at Borussia Dortmund together. Um, here's here's the thing. The comments have been made, and Pulisic confirmed this, that he is now going to be playing more of a false nine in that system for Chelsea, which means he'll be playing centrally. And that is that is an interesting strategic call there because one of his strengths has been being able to get the ball out wide and then run at defenders now playing him centrally you're going to be limiting how much of that he's going to be doing but they have so many wingers there they you know he might get lost in the shuffle if they don't they want him on the field they believe in him but that's something that can absolutely you know be a change for him it's not something he's used to doing so how do you think it's going to work out for him you think that'll go well for him develop a a further skill set for him or do you think he might get frustrated and kind of stamped out in the middle there because that's a that's a whole different assignment than what he's been doing yeah, it sure is. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy who makes his living at running in defenders and beating defenders with his pace and his skill. Now, I think he can still do that through the midfield, but it all comes to, you know, his mental his mental state. Like, uh, you know, if you go two or three games, Bone, uh, you know, being, being boxed in and you've got defenders crashing down on you and maybe you kind of lose some confidence – it will, you'll look like a mad genius if you pull it off with Thomas Tuchel. It's obviously a coach that he's very familiar with, with Dortmund in his time there. So I would imagine they've had conversations about this before they did it on the training grounds. They would surely have had to run that, run that in training before they just kind of implement this into the world. But you're right. I mean, we're talking about a team who we talked about last week where you're getting rid of Lampard and you're spent over $200 million in the, the off season and the transfer windows. Like you got to get your best playmakers on the field. And if they feel like Pulisic's going to be able to do that, 
had uh, through the midfield and, you know, through the center of the field, then you're going to be all good, but it can backfire. And you just hope that he doesn't lose confidence. You know, like, I think that's the biggest worrisome part about this, because as we know, I mean, there's no time for patience in the premier league, especially uh, at Chelsea in a way that they're hemorrhaging points right now. So that's the fascinating point to me, like his mental state. If he does this and succeeds, well, that's great. You can add some more weapons to your arsenal and you're going to be off and running. But if he doesn't, how is that going to affect his long-term you know, career? I mean, because we've seen players switch positions before and it goes poorly for them and then they're never able to really find their footing. So I hope that doesn't happen with, with Pulisic. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not. And uh, we'll find out. He he came on at halftime and played that that type of position against Burnley on Sunday. He had an assist on the second goal. He had a couple of other chances that he was very close to scoring on. So it certainly seemed good in that performance. We'll see how teams adjust as they see the new formations that Thomas Tuchel puts out there and what kind of adjustments are made. Obviously, that's that's the name of the game in the Premier League. That's why you play these coaches the amount of money you do. But uh, he gets to go against uh, Jose Mourinho's boys, who are also not having the best of times right now at Tottenham. No. That game is at 3 o'clock today as we're recording this on Thursday. So if you're listening to this after... 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock on Thursday. Well, congratulations. You already know how that game went. Maybe Christian Pulisic scored a hat trick and has been great. Maybe he was injured and is out for the rest of the year because that's about how our luck goes with Christian Pulisic, unfortunately, on this exactly. show. Every time I get excited about something with him, he's out for a while because of something. So stay healthy, and I hope he gets better. And, uh, yeah, that's good. That's it for us. Uh, anything else you want to add to the thing, Beamer? I saw you were drinking a hop slam the other night how did that go for you was that yeah man they're uh they're quite delicious and they pack quite the punch got myself into trouble a few weeks ago with them uh but we throttled that sucker down had one last night so it was uh it was all good but you know what maybe i'll just go full bore this weekend and just drink nothing but hop slam and be in a drunken stupor for like two weeks i have a couple of those bourbon county uh oh sure from goose island yeah Yeah, i've got i found the uh apple pie or apple cinnamon one that they made this year I've been waiting for the right opportunity to open that up. Maybe maybe this weekend with the big game coming up, which, of course, <laughs> we know refers to Manchester City and Liverpool. That's the only big game yeah, I know. Nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I'll open it up for that. So, all right, everybody have a great weekend. We will talk to you next week. And thanks again for listening to Bone and Beam United.